Today, the podcast where we interview those who identify as women in the hospitality industry. I am your host, Essie Sparrow, and I hope you're all doing well and coping in your various workplaces at the minute. Today's episode makes me feel a bit nostalgic. It is someone who is just starting out in the industry and is falling in love with the craft of cooking. It is the incredible Rahana Bizarret Martinez, who you might have heard of from the finals of Top Chef Junior. She's only 16 and has already spent time in Michelin star kitchens and been interviewed for various food publications, which is how I came across her. More recently, she's used her platform to highlight the lack of representation of black chefs and restauranteurs in our industry. She is a massive inspiration and I feel really excited that she was able to come and chat to us. If you don't already follow her, check her out and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you. Hi Rahana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really nice to be able to talk to somebody so far across the globe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very excited to have you. I know a lot of people may have heard of you from Top Chef Junior, but I guess we'd love to hear a bit about your journey into the industry and where did your love of food and kind of chefing begin? Yeah, for sure. I was always cooking with my mom in the kitchen. I live in California mm-hmm. and we have a lot of nice like farmers markets and like farmers and farms. So I was always like in nature and going to farmer's markets. And I think when you like pick the ingredients you want to cook with, it definitely mm. makes you more excited about cooking, especially when you're really mm. young. And so I yeah. think that's how I got started into cooking. And then I just mm. wanted to be on like a cooking show because I thought the challenges looked fun. So that's yeah. when I got into um, Top Chef Junior. They emailed yeah. my parents and asked if I could audition. And at first I was like, I don't know. But then I went on the audition and I'm so happy that I did. So they'd heard of you before the show? Yeah, I had auditioned for a different show in the past. I didn't get on um, Mm. when I was younger. And I guess they just still had my contacts. Gosh, what was that experience like? Was that quite nerve wracking? Yeah, I was nervous. Um, The audition process, I was pretty nervous. Uh, It was definitely something I'd never done before. But as soon as we started filming, I actually like was able to calm down and it just became more fun and less like mm. nerve-wracking for me. I was more nervous in between the challenges than like the actual challenge. Sure, yeah, yeah. Was there a particular moment you felt like um, kind of stretched your ability or kind of made you have to really work really hard? Uh, I think being on the show and just working with the time limits uh, mm. made me work a lot harder in the kitchen and just showed me different ways of cooking instead of just mm. like the normal taking your time just like as a hobby it definitely feels like that when you get into like a like a proper industrial kitchen doesn't it you're like oh gosh I've really got to move quite quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure you've now kind of experienced a few different restaurant environments I think have you done mm-hmm. a bit of um work experience and work what kind of stuff have you been been working on yeah so uh since the past I think a couple of years that I've been off the show I've been working mm. in different restaurants it's been really mm. exciting for me. I learn a lot from the different chefs and 
it's a different type of like restaurant industry is different from like mm. food TV, which sure. I thought was really cool to explore that version. And so I still do those internships and yeah, it's just a lot of fun for me. Yeah. That's amazing. What kind of things have you um have you learned in those spaces? Yeah, I definitely learned about, you know, time management and then, you know, keeping mm. your workspace small. I definitely improved in my like cooking like overall skills just being yeah. in professional kitchens and then also mm. I learned a lot about like what it takes to make meals or like make a tasting menu or dinner for for other people at like dinner service and all the steps that it sure. takes to get to that one like maybe hour mm. dinner for someone yeah yeah people don't realize like how much has gone on behind the scenes before right. they receive yeah. their plate do they what um what kind of things did you have to kind of do to, to get that plate out was that what was the process like yeah I think it's just really cool they'll be like um at this one restaurant I was at they were preparing this duck dish and the duck Mm. had been like sitting in like marinating or drying for like two or three days and then they like hang it and they cook it over this like oil to get the skin really crispy and it was just like wow that is a really intensive process that I I didn't know about well I saw it Mm. I just never had tried to you know hang a duck and (laughs) fry it over oil before so it was definitely right. It was definitely something that I I realized was really interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. Did it make you want to do more of it? Has it inspired you? Yeah, working in restaurants has definitely inspired me and definitely uh, made me want to do more. Whenever I go to a restaurant and I see something that maybe I haven't seen before, I like to practice it mm-hmm. when I go home, whether it's like a small technique mm-hmm. Not normally duck um, frying or anything like that, but just anything that I can work on at home, I like to practice. Yeah. I also find you get kind of addicted to the recipes, don't you? If you find you do something that tastes amazing, like I just want to make it for weeks afterwards. For sure, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I guess if you had kind of a notepad of tips and things that have stuck with you so far, what would you kind of put in it to kind of, you know, advice to yourself, I guess? Yeah, I think if I had a notepad of tips... I would put maybe, hmm. oh, always bring a Sharpie. I know that's super important. And Mm. a peeler in your knife roll. Those are super important. And then also Mm. another tip that I'd have cooking-wise, that I try to write everything I learned down in a notebook after I go. But just listening yeah. to the chefs and the other leadership in the kitchen. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, actually, do you know what? I, I might actually take that tip of bringing a Sharpie. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, I recently read the article that you you spoke to the LA Times about the Black Lives that have built much of the food community, particularly in LA, but they mm-hmm. don't often get celebrated. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience of that and how you'd hope to see change in our industry and for those lives to be celebrated so much more. Yeah, I definitely noticed that Black chefs that kind of built LA food community weren't getting as much maybe media press or as much recognition as they should or as other um, restaurants were Mm. getting. I think it's important to look to these restaurants as the basis of the food community there. I live in Oakland, Mm. but I love going to LA. And I just noticed that 
that problem within food media. And I think more recently it's changed. A lot of people are highlighting mm. different black chefs and black restaurants. But, you know, I really mm. want to see that continue and not into the lens of, oh, here's this amazing um, black chef, but just like yeah. here's this amazing restaurant. You know? Yeah. So I think it's really cool. And I think that side of food media is hopefully changing. Yeah. And I guess, um, so you kind of want to see it as more of like a, um, a long-term fix rather than just these kind of flashing up highlights, I guess? For sure, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely found your voice and your activism really compelling and inspiring. And Thank I love you. that you're speaking up for change and you're, you know, you're only 16, which is incredible. Um, what do you feel has kind of been the driving force for that activism for you? Yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily a driving force. I always mm. grew up kind of being aware of different things. On this show, I like to celebrate um, like Mexican and like Louisiana style foods that I cooked as like fine dining and refined, mm. which was something that I didn't see at, it was recognized as a lot. So it's definitely been something mm. that I I realized from when I was younger. I think it's just yeah. been, this is how it's manifested through mm. my life, I guess. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. I guess I'm really conscious that you're, you're 16 and you've grown up with a lot more media pressure than other young adults might have because you've been on this amazing TV show. Now you're kind of having these conversations about, around race and with the LA Times. Do you have ways that you kind of take care of your mental health when there might feel like a bit more pressure on you than other teenagers? Yeah, I think ways that I kind of take care of myself under all the pressure. Um, mm. I like to, I find cooking really fun. So cooking in the kitchen mm. is always something that's like a relaxer for me. I love yeah. playing tennis and so tennis... I think I'm always going to play. I don't think I'll ever stop playing tennis. It's definitely yeah. something that <laughs> takes my mind off of other things. And then also, yeah, I think I like to read as well, reading cookbooks and just reading books. I think yeah. I look to the reading of, like, the leadership of women's voices that experience things like this. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I love yeah. black literature as well. So, yeah, I like to that read as much as You've got a plethora of things that kind of keep you going. Yeah. They're outside sure. of the work you're doing that sounds amazing who's kind of who's inspired you is there anybody that's kind of cookbooks that you read and books that you love reading yeah there's definitely a lot of authors that I really love Leah Chase is someone who I always kind of look back to for inspiration mm. and just knowledge yeah that sounds amazing I'm definitely gonna have to get some of those going. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we've got quite a lot of black listeners and I was wondering if there's any ways that you'd recommend of putting up healthy boundaries and not burning out when this discussion has come so much more to the forefront of conversation recently? Yeah, for sure. I think I personally in restaurants, I believe my advice for other Black listeners who are either looking to go into other restaurants or who are young like me or anything like that, I would say know, know your boundaries with who you're going to work with. You know, like you're not going to have to break down certain doors to get into certain restaurants. You know, sometimes I mm. feel like if the door is that big, maybe it's just not meant for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's important to go where you're welcome uh, and where mm. people want you there. And it's not proving yourself is really, really an uh, important part of being in a restaurant, but not mm. where you have to prove yourself at an, a point where other people don't have to. Yeah, at the cost of you. Yeah, exactly. I remember I wanted to go into this one restaurant and I normally just like email them or they'll reach out to me or anything like that. And I emailed mm. 
the chef and the chef was like, oh, here you can come in, but you have to write an essay about how <laughs> being a chef isn't isn't about like TV or anything like that. And oh my gosh. I was just like, I love writing, what? but I, I just felt like I wasn't going to write the essay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no. It's not worth your time, is it? <laughs> Almost, yeah. And yeah, I, I like that um, of going where you, you're welcome and where you'll be safe as well, I guess. Yeah, for sure. You've obviously made an amazing start in this industry and it's so encouraging to see, you know, young people making their start and fall in love with the industry. I guess, mm-hmm. what are your hopes for your future and your career and um, what you'd like to kind of look at and learn more from? Yeah, so I feel like one of my favorite parts of food is that you can't stop learning about it. There's so many different areas and different cuisines and different like regional cultures that I really am interested in. And then as far as future plans, I really want to own my own restaurant one day. Um, I'm really excited to just keep working in restaurants and I know nothing in like the future is set in stone. So I love Mm, writing too. I love cooking. I love eating. So Owning a restaurant yeah. is something that I want to do, but then also maybe some type of food writing as well in the future. I don't know. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, wow. What kind of restaurant would you look at? What would be your dream? Yeah, I really want to own like a fine dining restaurant that really shows my family table, but also like the California cuisine that I grew mm-hmm. up with. And then, I don't know, maybe in the future I learn about this other super awesome cuisine that maybe is really exciting that I want to highlight. But I don't know. Mm. I know yeah, that I really want to That's so cool. I think, well, that sounds amazing. I'd definitely come and visit if I was in America. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't write this question down, actually. But um, for kind of other activists in food, what would you kind of say would be like, what would you recommend as working for change in the industry would there be anything you'd be like let's do this or um, this could make a really big difference let's focus on this oh I think something that we could work on that would focus on more change in the industry is Mm. I think this is something that everyone is talking about and everyone is doing it's really just to support black-owned businesses black-owned restaurants and also just Mm. black chefs yeah. on social media or you know who have shows or podcasts or you know any yeah. type of outlet that they're expressing themselves in we need to support as many people as we can as many people mm. of color just because it's important yeah. to have a community yeah especially a community that supports you yeah. and then also we need to save our restaurants overall so a lot of the, mm. the laws have to change within like wages because a lot of people who work in restaurants live off of tips and different things like that. So it's important yeah. to, or at least in the U.S. I don't know how it is everywhere else. But yeah, no, really similar here as well. Yeah, the, the laws and everything like that regarding restaurant industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been really inspired by people speaking up about that recently and how um, – it's like it's a really valid career to want to go down and right. sometimes it's not seen that way um, yeah for sure so I, yeah I guess in terms of kind of gateways into the industry for young people mm-hmm. we have had a lot of say that they wish the industry had a better rep for going into as a career yeah what do you think could kind of change that for people I think for people the rap that's kind of given is pretty bad but I think it's important yeah. for high schoolers to get training and find mentors um mm that can inspire them to go into food industry 
And a mentor doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be someone you, you talk to every week and then you have dinner together. It's just someone who is there that you know you can get advice from. I think that's really important yeah. for other high school students to know that there's someone who who's going down the path that they want to go down. Um, mm. Yeah, and just being able to be in restaurants as a high schooler. The laws mm. here, um, most people can't get a job or most young people can't get a job in food mm. industry unless it's like fast food which is so oh, problematic yeah until they're yeah. Like, I think 18 years old or something like that so it's important oh, to realize that like how is working with a fryer at a fast food restaurant less dangerous mm. than I don't know a deli yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly meat slicer at a restaurant it's strange but yeah that's really interesting I think mm my advice for younger people getting into the industry is really just to reach out to people and, you know, just ask because all you can do is get a no. And then also we need to develop a mindset that our education is celebrating like the culinary history that we have because there's so much Mm -hmm. that, you know, we just don't learn about at all, which I think is important to know. Mm. Yeah, that makes loads of sense. Yeah, and then I guess like, like you spoke about the culinary history and where our food comes from I think that's yeah that's such an important thing that sounds amazing and I guess finally who kind of inspires you and who do you feel like um if you know people shouldn't miss out on who should our listeners follow yeah so I think I'm definitely inspired by the farmers um who are so important to the agriculture here in California it's been like mm. 110 degrees recently, and it's just so inspiring to know that people are mm. out there working yeah. in this heat, which is so incredible. And then yeah. also, I think people that we can support, there's a lot of awesome Black teens that mm. are in food and pastry. I think um, mm. a few names would have to be Jasmine Bell. She was on my um, season of Top Chef Junior. She's really awesome. She's my age. And then Mm. also Yashima Bet. She's a baker from Oakland. She's really cool. Mm. Um, But overall, anyone anyone who is black and brown in food, because it's really important to support younger people because I think it's just important to support younger people because the next generation if there's not a next generation in food, then what's going to happen? Yeah, and they're going to be the ones making the difference and making the menus, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for appearing on our podcast today. I've definitely found you so inspiring. I can't believe you're 16. <laughs> you're, like, you so just incredibly wise for your age. So thank you so much for popping on. And, yeah, I hope you have a brilliant rest of lockdown and that going back to school is not too weird after this whole yeah. strange time we've been in. Definitely. Thanks so much. <laughs> That is all from us today at your server today. Keep a lookout. We'll be back in two weeks' time with an episode on mental health in the hospitality industry. We'll see you then. Bye.